Welcome to today's new podcast, and I have a guest with me here today, Simeon Wood. Now, Simeon has recently hit the headlines with his walking stick, or NHS crutch. What, what's that all about, Sim? Yeah, well, a few years ago now, I had the bizarre idea of making an NHS aluminium uh, telescopic walking stick into a flute. And it took quite a few years to find the right person to make it, and I eventually found an instrument maker in my hometown of Huddersfield uh, to make, uh, to put the holes, engineer the holes in the right place. And I played it uh, to a friend of mine who videoed me. Uh, he sent the video to the BBC, and the BBC filmed me playing it. And then the Sun newspaper got a hold of it, yeah, and they thought it was very funny and unique. And then Chris Evans of Radio 2 read the Sun newspaper and thought it was hilarious and invited me down to his show, which I did, and I loved doing it. But yes, all out of a bizarre idea, <laughs> making a flute out of a walking stick. So wh- when did you first have the idea again? Several oh, years several years ago, yeah. And then yeah. suddenly you've seen it in mushrooms. Yeah, the, the idea uh, from several years ago only came to fruition out of a chance meeting with someone who made musical instruments. And I mentioned the idea to him and he said, yeah, not a problem, I could make that into a flute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's, it's brilliant, a beautiful sound too. Is it different to a, a flute? Yeah, it's uh, much breathier and it doesn't play chromatics, uh, it just plays in one particular key. Uh, so it's not as useful as a flute, but uh, as a breathy, ethereal sounding instrument, it's perfect. Just looks a bit silly. And have you, have you got ideas to do anything else like that? Yeah, I think, uh, I think my next idea won't involve a walking stick, but it will involve 800 bottles. Do I have to say any more? But it will involve 800 bottles. We, we'll watch the space. <laughs> and if, yeah, if people wanted to find anything of that, have you got a YouTube channel? Yeah, well, they can go onto my website, simeonwood.com, uh, or yes, the Simeon the Flute is my YouTube channel, and they can see uh, me performing on it uh, at the Radio 2 um, show. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. I've got a few questions here. Uh-oh. Yeah. What I've called the Hopwood Five. The Hopwood Five. Yeah. Good idea. Uh, because there's four questions. <laughs> and, uh, okay, here, here's one. This may be pretty obvious, but uh-huh. we'll follow this up. Yeah. So, uh, if I was to give you a choice of leisure activities, right, mm. and it was music, sport, books, or film, Ooh. would you pick one of those? Yeah, actually, I think I'd pick film, um, because it does involve music. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, and I love just relaxing and, uh, and watching movies. Uh, it's, it, it, it gives me ideas, it stimulates me, particularly listening to the music, because I'm always intent on hearing how the music works with the scene. It doesn't feel like work to me uh, in doing that, but it just it stimulates and gives me ideas. Does, does music ever ruin a film for you? Oh, it can do, yeah, sure. If I don't like the style or the genre of music, then it does impact on me. Yeah, 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 of course. Do you ever watch silent movies? I've not done that for a long time. In fact, that new, the new silent movie the that came out, yeah, I have, still haven't oh, watched I haven't that. Have you? I'm an artist and a musician and <laughs> yeah. we haven't seen it. There you go. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that was another very different skill, wasn't it? Different skill set that, that uh, quite often the musicians would be seeing 
um, the uh, film and playing along with it. And yeah. How fantastic. I mean, that, that yeah. was a very organic way of working as well. Um, uh, but yeah, I love the idea. I love the idea of bringing back silent movies and having organists or pianists in the cinema who are playing yeah. along. Yeah. Uh, but a great skill. Although, yeah. uh, sadly, I think we're probably losing now. Okay, uh, question two. What makes you laugh? What makes me laugh? Apart from Alan Partridge. <laughs> <laughs> what makes me laugh? I think I think the best jokes for me is where a story will be taking you in one direction and then the punchline comes from a, a direction that you're not expecting. Yes, I yes. think that for me is the best kind of humour. And also humour that relates to human nature and actual happenings and accidents. I love that idea. Um, that you can tell a true story but slightly twisted in order to make it funny. Right, right. I mean, it seems to me most humour, even visual humour, is about the unexpected, isn't mm. it? Because even a banana skin, mm. the point, the reason it's funny is you don't expect that person to suddenly <laughs> yeah. fall over or walk yeah. into a lamppost yeah. or something. It's unexpected, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And going back to the silent movies as well, a lot of that is incredibly visual because they, they didn't have the opportunity to speak the dialogue. Uh, so they had to make it happening and they had to make the action happen uh, and it had to be larger than life. It's a bit like listening to a radio commentary. Uh, it's much more descriptive than if you were to watch a commentary along with the visuals on TV. Right. Uh, uh, and I often prefer that to watching the TV and listening to a commentary. Now, if I said choose between, say, something like Miranda or Yes Minister, which one would you lean towards? I, I would lean towards Miranda. Would yeah, you? It's a little bit more, well, a lot more slapstick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's slapstick. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, Mr. I used to like be because the dialogue was so fast, yes. so quick, and yeah. the characters... Uh, you, you, they grew, did the characters, and of course it went from yes minister to yes prime minister. Yeah, so yeah. again, you grew with the with the characters. Um, Miranda, straight away, what you see is what you get, uh, and it's it's easy to it's easy, easy humour, yes. easy to get. Isn't yes. It? Is there anything about life that you'd like to get rid of, as they say, put into room one hundred and one? Any uh, particular things? Yeah. Well, on the music front, I think it's probably. Um, the cars that play loud music <laughs> as they're driving past. Right. Yeah, it's just I mean, noise. hears the rhythm often, isn't it? Yeah, it's noise it's pollution, and you know, I really don't need to hear it. <laughs> uh, you know, if they could soundproof cars, I'm happy for them to play it as loud as they want, but I, I really don't want to hear it. Yeah, okay, if you come across a, a something you really love, do you ever play it loud in your car as you're driving? Yeah, car? all right, yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> but, that, but that's different. That's different. Yeah, that's, that's got yeah nothing wrong with Barry Manilow being played <laughs> loud. <laughs> do you think there's such a thing as bad music? I think music can be badly played, badly engineered, badly performed, either because of tuning or because the people are not playing in time. I think that's the only time that it becomes bad, that I would dare say that that is bad. Right. Um, right. But even then, I, I remember there's a guy called Itzhak Perlman, one of the great violinists of the world. And he said on a recent radio interview that for him, 
Um, listening to a child prodigy play something note perfect, rhythmically perfect, absolutely spot on in every regard, doesn't do anything for him unless that piece of music isn't played with heart and with soul. And he went on to say that give me wrong notes any day over playing metronomically in tune um, but without soul and heart. Right. He said that, right. that's, that's the disaster. If you've no heart, then, yes. then it doesn't come across. It doesn't engage anymore. Um, is, did that take you a while to get into your own performance? Yeah, and it's a funny thing with performance. There's so many things that you have to think about when you're performing. You know, you're thinking about levels, you're thinking <clears> about where you're standing, you're thinking about how, who you're looking at, what part of the audience you've not turned to yet. So there are lots of things going on, so most things you do subconsciously. Um, the music takes, once you know the music, it takes on a very different role with yourself. Uh, and you're putting emotion into it, um, but you're also thinking technically as well. So you, you, it, there's a big balance going on all the time as you're playing. Okay, so uh, believe it or not, this question number four. Oh my goodness. <laughs> is, um, is there anything like the opposite of what you put in Room 101, what you would bottle? Something good that you'd like yeah. to bottle about life? Yeah. Some music or a view or a place or, or, or experience? Yeah, I would. Um, I, I travel a lot around the world and I have people in my life that I call my travelling angels. When everything's gone wrong, luggage lost, uh, planes missed, um, cruise ships um, not turning up. <laughs> Uh, when things go wrong like that, you're in the hands of those people that come to your help, come to your aid. And I've had many of those experiences, and I'd love to bottle those people uh, that just come along and out of the goodness of their heart, see the problem and see the situation, and go out of their way to help you, knowing that they'll never see you again, um, knowing that uh, you may not remember... Um, their help but it, it, it just it makes me feel proud of human nature when I see things like that and I experience things like that and I'd love to bottle that for people to open and say oh you're right that's what it feels like so you've had that you've experienced that I've experienced that and the last time was a taxi driver in Chile and um, I've been traveling for well a, a day and a half I think it was on air, airplanes and I eventually got to this airport in Punta Arenas in the southern tip of Chile. And I was the last one out of the airport. And there was no one there to meet me, to take me the 15 miles to the town. But there was one taxi driver left and I had no money at all. Couldn't get any out of the cash machine. And he took me to a hotel, 15 miles free of charge, took me to the hotel. Put me up in the hotel. Yeah, put me up in the hotel. And he explained to um, the hotel manager that he would then later go to uh, the port official in order to re get reimbursed for all the money that he'd paid out. Isn't that amazing, though, that someone would do that? Wow. To risk doing that? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that he, he w and I wrote a piece of music for him, actually. Uh, which, which is called Warm in Chile.
which I know is a bit of a <laughs> title, but because of his, his, his warm-heartedness, yeah. I, I yeah. really wanted to do that. So he, he'll never hear that piece. I'm, I'm never kept in touch with him. But uh, when I was so low and I had nothing at all, he yeah. was there ready to help. Very sweet, yeah, yeah. Embodiment of the old Good Samaritan. Isn't it? Yeah, story, if, isn't uh, it? yeah. But there were two others involved <laughs> that, that turned me down. He, he, he was the uh, you, the yeah. only one there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was okay. super. Great, great. Okay, uh, question number five. Last one is: When you play, when you have to go on stage, mm. do you ever get bored playing the same pieces? Because presumably you know some pieces yeah, really work. I do. You know them really well. Are, are there, can you play them without thinking? Do you ever switch off? Um, I, I can switch off. And uh, I learned a very important lesson some years ago listening to the radio. There was um, uh, several interviews with uh, concert pianists. And um, they were all asked the same question about memory. And John Lill an incredible piano player, British piano player, um, who's devoted uh, much of his life to learning to play and, and performing Beethoven in particular. And he said that the worst thing that you can do is to start thinking about what comes next. And it's true because while you're thinking what comes next, your mind can play terrible tricks and suggest to you that you can't remember what comes next. And by the time all that's gone on, <laughs> what comes next has happened, right? And you should have right. been playing it. <laughs> so the best thing is is not to think about it. So I can quite easily be thinking about other things. I'm not saying necessarily what's in the oven or what's for supper yeah, tonight, yeah, yeah. Um, but I can be thinking about the expression of the piece. I can be thinking about are my fingers working properly? Am I in tune? Uh, but thinking about what note comes next is a disaster, particularly with a very fast pace. Right. But you're, you're always present to the experience. You never find that your mind has wandered. Uh, no, my, my mind has wandered. I, I can't deny that. It does right. wander. And mo I think most people's would. Yeah. It's Zach Perlman, um, who I told you about earlier. He, uh, he suffered um, from polio as a child and often performs uh, sitting in a wheelchair. Right. And two occasions he tells these stories of um, one time he was playing so violently uh, that his wheelchair tipped up, but he just carried on playing as his back was on the floor and he was playing to the ceiling, he just carried on playing. Did he know? He knew he'd done that. Right. But the other time where he wasn't conscious of what had happened, right. his eyes were closed, he was playing away, I don't know, Vorjak violin concerto or something, and he was playing away. Ten minutes later he opened his eyes and he found he was playing to the orchestra and his wheelchair had gone 180 degrees. And he'd just been performing to the orchestra mm. with his back to the audience. And he hadn't realised that that had happened. No, no. Um, uh, and, and that's a beautiful thing as well, that, that he's so taken with the music. Right. That everything else is secondary. Thanks very much, Simeon. Thank you, Dave. Thanks. Thanks for your time. That was Dave's podcast. <laughs> <laughs>